this, there it is. There we go. <laughs> good afternoon. Uh, good evening, wherever you are. We're here on the on the West Coast now, so it's just four o'clock our time. But I know people on the East Coast at seven. And I'm trying to think. I always get this. We get a lot of people watching us from uh, England sometimes too. And I think they're like eight or ten hours, maybe. Different. Yeah, so, it's it's morning. It's it's like midnight, or, or early midnight. morning. Yeah. yeah. I've got to sneeze. I'll just uh, hang on a second here. <laughs> Bless you. I've been pulling, pulling weeds and that kind of thing today. Every time I do that, get in the grass and everything, I have a little bit of a, the pollen pitch, yeah. An and it's pollen season up here in season. the Northwest for yeah. me. So, well, our podcast, as you see, is called Dance of the Soul. And uh, we like to talk about, you know, anything human and the human experience and how to deal with it from the perspective of, uh, of our higher selves or to deal with it, um, you know, in a way that's. Uh, um, I guess you would say in the in the best possible way you could deal with difficult situations. Uh, my name's Regan Forston, and I, as you can see on the screen right there, I have a website called visittheafterlife.com. And Natasha and I are um, we're like uh, twins in a way, uh, handling these situations from two different perspectives. As hers, as she'll tell you in a minute, she's this intuitive, incredibly talented intuitive medium. And me, I'm, um, I work with the Newton Institute as a researcher into the afterlife. Uh, we have 250 of us all in 46 countries, as you probably hear every week. You probably have it memorized now. Um, and uh, what we're doing is uh, we, we found a special process to, uh, which allows people in a deep state of trance, which most people can reach, mm -hmm. uh, to expand their awareness to the other side. And they become kind of like a Natasha in a way where they get to see things, you know, like she sees. Uh, so... Um, with mediums, you know, they, they just have this natural ability to, uh, you know, um, attach themselves or to get information from the other side, just because I, I would say they're just this close to the other side. The rest of us mortals are a little further away. And so we use uh, a trance or hypnosis to kind of uh, do that so we can get information uh, that way. So anyway, um, you can check out my website, a lot of great videos and everything. And uh, Natasha, um, your angelicclarifications.com and I'm getting used to spelling that now. I just have to sound it out. I know it's it. so long. And and I, when I got that email back a couple of years ago, Oh, it's been oh almost 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like, and you're expecting a dyslexic to spell that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a ha ha on the universe. And yeah. um, I want to make this really quick clear here. We were supposed to have a guest on today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. And, and, you know, uh, and, you know, he, Bruce and he was he's supposed to be here before. Um, and he, he was here about a month ago and here he, um, uh, yes, I'm in. coming. Oh, he just emailed me. Uh, oh, great. so he, he, I think he got lost in the time. So he says he's going to yeah. be coming on. So, um, I, I just emailed him though. So please uh, take care. But, you know, for me, you know, like I was having a conversation with my husband last night, you know, and, you know, talking about rebranding myself and stuff like that. And people are like, just be a wordsmith. And I, I go, how do I being the dyslexic that I am not reading really until after high school, you know, really reading, you know, I could read words, simple words, get concepts, but it wasn't for my friends in, in high school, I would not have even graduated, you know, because they would keep giving me answers, they would tell me what words were. So I really didn't read books. And so how, you know, how do I put words to my knowings? Because like, I'm sitting here talking to my husband, and we're watching, um, oh, some show like ancient aliens and I'm telling him all the answers before they even say the things, you know, and, 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 or they're even going, and I think it's this way. And I'm like, before they even say that I'm saying what it is. And I said, and I'm on and I see dimensions already. Just me talking to you. I'm seeing dimensions yeah. that we're having different conversations and different things like that. And, um, resend the link. I just, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, ancient aliens. I'm, uh, yeah, that's that's got to be funny. A lot yeah, of times and when you just you just know the stuff that the rest of us are um, are learning. You know, um, I've been watching uh, that um, the the mystery of Skinwalker Ranch, which has been really fascinating because they're doing everything scientifically with all kinds of gadgets and instruments and everything because they know that there's something 
uh, there's uh, something abnormal going on there. Um, and um, they're kind of poking the hornet's nest. So I'm just hoping they don't go too far and something happens there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very, uh, very, very interesting, um, you know, watching that uh, and what's going on. Um, but I think, you know, some of this uh, is where, is where uh, oh, when I was at the uh, New Living Expo last weekend, where I had, gosh, so many people in my booth, I was nonstop talking about this um, process. I actually gave a talk there, and a lot of the people that were at the talk came and signed up to have these Life Between Life sessions. Uh, and um, there was a booth there that I never got to, but it was. Sorry, I got to resend the link. So if I'm looking down, it's try- I'm yeah, trying no, to do no. business I here. Yeah, you're listening too. Yeah. Okay. Well, people are listening there. Um, there. Um, when I was at my booth, oh, somebody came by and said that somebody at another booth there, they're the ones that are um, developing what they call this God phone. And um, I found that on the internet a couple of years ago. And then I was trying to tell someone about it and I was trying to go back and find it and I never could. But that's why I was so busy at my booth. I didn't go to go by and see how they're coming there. But apparently there's um, people like Edison, Tesla or something on the other side that are trying to help us, you know, how, how we can produce a some software or or some hardware uh, that will let people uh, in a sense be able to in a sense pick up the phone and talk to the people on the other side or at least to get yes or no answers you know some yeah. way and things you know so um i mean that that's just as crazy it sounds but i don't know we're moving we're just moving towards that i can just feel where there's this close we're moving so so many of us are are closer to the other side uh and so all these I just have to just allow myself to be open to all this and, you know, believe what I believe and not the other, but there's, I don't want to miss out on all this good stuff. So I'm trying to keep my mind open to all these new uh, findings, you know, and but, understandings. Uh, and yeah. Understanding. Cause, I, yeah, cause yeah. I know for me, it's like, you know, like a, to finish my thought, cause I apologize. Cause you know, it, I want to get Bruce on here that, yeah. you know, it's like how, you know, people, you know, my, my, everybody's saying, you know, you have, get the language that you know. And I'm like going, but I don't have the language because of the fact that, you know, I haven't read it. It's not in my, it's not in my brain to know these words that I haven't, I I struggle reading certain books still to this day, you know, because if it doesn't grab my attention, if I can't visualize it, I don't read it even today. And so they're like going, well, how do you, you pick a different word? I'm like going, uh, mm, okay. Yeah. Can you give me some uh, perspectives on some words maybe <laughs> Yeah. so I can at least trigger some of those knowings that I might have so that yeah. I can do that. Cause I was talking to someone, it's like, you know, I understand the total, you know, total quantum physics of, of spirituality, the quantum physics of the universe, actually the quantum yeah. physics of, I see it, you know, and I can feel it. I know it. And, and, um, and uh, so it's one of those things that going forward, um, hi, Bruce, um, device is not um, connected. So I, I'm going to wait for you. Um, well, probably so it, that. Don't you think that dyslexia kind of helped you develop your your medium talents in a way? Because you you had to look at everything from a different perspective than than uh, than someone who's book learned. You know? I, I totally understand that my being dyslexic kept me soul awake because i didn't read my knowings i i i kept my knowings yeah so with that that there's this like fine line between um bruce well, i'm almost seeing you i don't see i always just see a kind of a gray screen so i i'm kind of you waiting for you to get video on yeah. yeah your video needs to be turned on and and that kind of stuff maybe um so you know it's one of those things or or you know start all over and Oh, there you are. Hello. Okay. So I'll let you in just a minute. Okay. You know, so it, it's one of those things that going forward, you know, I did not necessarily read my knowings. All my knowings have stayed right here because I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't read to distract myself from my knowings, you know, and I didn't watch a lot of TV because there were so many scary movies and I couldn't because everything was right here. It's funny. I can sit there's a place where up in um, up here that it was kind of like a um, this it's a porthole. So there's like skinwalkers, there's 
um, there's, you know, aliens, there's different creatures and everything like that. I yep. sat out in the middle of it in the middle of dark. You know, you would think I'd be scared. No. But yet, can I watch a scary movie? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce is here. Welcome, Bruce. We finally got you here. So I'm going to let you in, sir. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So here he is. Yeah, let's... Uh, um... Hey, 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 all right. Oh, too much light. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am so sorry. Yeah. We, I'm not going to go through it, but we had storms here and it was super difficult. My Something happened to my computer and I've been struggling the last half hour to get back in. Yeah. I'm, we're, I'm we're so sorry. What you're good. You're you good. In? Yeah. Yeah. What state are you in? Uh, South Florida. They have oh. big front went through and when they go through they're real humdingers it's uh yeah and it just upsets everything but thank god i'm i, I made it yeah well good okay. good good and yeah. and welcome welcome and and no problem mercury's in retrograde right now oh, so that makes god. total sense for electronics <laughs> um communication oh my um you know all the you know even a little bit of the weather scenario with technology and and I get it. Like my father-in-law used to say when he was um, alive, you know, it's like we live in Florida. It rains heavy sometimes. You and know? on one block, it could be sunny. And the next block, it's a torrential downpour. Yeah. Yep. That's the way it is in Washington, too. So, yeah. Well, Bruce, for people that weren't here last time, uh, um, give yourself a good introduction there to let people know uh, what it is you do and about the, uh, the books that you have on the subject. Great. Well, thank you so much again for having me on the show. It's yeah. an honor. You guys are great. We had such an had excellent time uh, when we were together last. Goodness gracious! Yeah. So uh, I've been a uh, I've been on a forty eight year self study in nineteen seventy five. Was I even born then? Yeah, but I was already born in nineteen seventy five. I was on a just started studying about different philosophies on life and actually studied with Marianne Williamson. Uh, she yeah. used to teach the Course in Miracles, and she was my teacher uh, way back. She used to come to New York City a couple of times a month. She flew in from Los Angeles to teach uh, uh, at a little church on the West Side, and uh, she she was a she's a phenomenal teacher. And now, of course, she's uh, thinking that she wants to be president of the United States, which I think is is wonderful. Uh, but I've just studied so many different things. And I and really it was to help me in my own relationships because there was something amiss. It was a, a, a wire missing out of my relationship, uh, a connection. And I was kind of desperately trying to find out what that was. So I'd study. I mean, I started with astrology. You know, we talked uh, real briefly about the Mercury retrograde. And I, I started studying astrology, just learn about different people. <laughs> And uh, it, it goes on and on. And I finally uh, was, I learned so much that I started uh, doing uh, classes. And then I started hosting radio shows. And eventually I, I said, hey, if I could do radio, why not do television? And uh, a lot of years I, I spent on the air talking about relationships. And finally, I did something that I just broke through my own natural glass ceiling. Uh, I actually uh, published uh, uh, two books. One I started 30 years ago, and the other I started a couple years ago. The, the one I started 30 years ago, believe it or not, I'm going to change the name on both of these books I'm going to tell you about now. And I can share why on this show. Mm -hmm. I have a, 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 a very good friend who's an Akashic record reader. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, she's also a, a, someone who we, that we talk to and hash things out with. And she says, why don't we have the Akashic records take a look at your books? I said, what? Hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. What? what? <laughs> How does that work? Well, because a lot of the Akashic records, you know, holds a lot of our our truths that we write about today. But to find the title for me, I said, yeah. 
Sure, no problem. I'm, I'm, I'm open for anything. And would you believe that these, I mean, they came up with, they said, you know, you could tweak it a little bit. doesn't have to be exactly what exactly, but they came up with two phenomenal titles. So the first book I started writing 30 years ago, I've held on to this title for those 30 years. It's called Body Traders. Body Traders. You know, there's no word. I was, I, I was determined to get that word into the English dictionary, body traders. So what does that mean? Real briefly, if uh, you had your heart broken when you were 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and uh, someone broke your heart, her parents broke you up, his parents broke you up, and you got your heart broken. If you were a guy, you may never recover. And when you ladies think that we're like socially and romantically retarded, that's why. Because if we get our hearts broken, mm -hmm. we just don't recover. No, we don't, you don't get a chance to speak to Joe or Frank. We don't say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling so vulnerable. Uh, my, my girlfriend <laughs> broke up with me and she says that I'm a terrible lover and uh, she... Guys don't do that, right? So we're stuck with all that inside of us. So what is body trading? When you go from coming from your heart like you did when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, or a young person, and you say, love is too scary. I'm not going for love anymore. I'm going for the best deal. I'm going for someone who has money. I'm going for someone who has the perfect body and a great looks. And, and, and the girl stereotypically says, I'm going for someone who drives the right car, lives in the right neighborhood. And it becomes, instead of love, it becomes a trade. If you have enough of what I have, uh, I'll give you what, what uh, you know, you have sense. enough of what I want from you, I'll give you what I have. So that's like, it used to be known as horse trading, right? Horse trading, yeah. a trade. I called it body trading. So I stuck with that title for quite a while. And then the Akashic Record readers got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, rots of ruck with that one, right? <laughs> okay, now, it, uh, Bruce, explain who the Akashic readers are. are you talking I about don't know. What, well, <laughs> I mean, I you guys <laughs> can explain it better than I could. Listen, we all have. Have you ever seen the movie Defending Your Life? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so defending your life was when you, you know, you die, you go up and there's uh, everything that you've ever done, every is, is a record, and it's all ingrained up in the mm -hmm. heavens, and everybody knows everything about up there, about this life, last life, next life, whatever it is, so they're the Akashic record readers down here. They're able to connect. You know, there's some people that can connect with the dead. We've all seen right. maybe the Long Island medium. You right. know, people like her. There's a lot of people like that now. So they connect with the the records, the official okay. records. So, so for instance, so the, Natasha the, the, here. Yeah. Yeah, Natasha reads Acacia records. So it could have been, in other words, was it a medium or somebody that you – contacted the Akashic Records or was it some sort of spiritual practice you have that you got it on an inner an inner knowing? No, no, no. It was this uh, lady friend of mine who was ah, okay. an accomplished and well-known uh, connector, Akashic mm -hmm. Record connector. The way okay. that, uh, another way that I kind of, you know, is that in, there's a scene in um, Harry Potter where they go in to this place and there's like these ball, balls all over the place that it's not, it's as immense as that, you know, but I wouldn't say it's exactly like that. I, whenever, whenever I look through Akashic records, it's almost like I go into a room and it depends on where you look. It depends on where, what comes up. You know, and you just got to look into wherever you need to go. You know, it's like, and it multiplies, it grows, whichever way you go, it grows. So if you want the information over here, it grows there. And if you want the information over here, it grows over there. So it depends on where you are, depends on what, what information you get. And you can, and you can go in and cipher through it. It's, it's this huge, 
immense book, you know, and you actually, because I remember writing in my uh, contract coming into this world that actually that's part of the information when you come into this world is written into the Akashic records. What is your contract coming in? And that's part of how we negotiate coming into this world is get it. it it's established in our Akashic records. What is our goals in this world? And you can change your contract from when you come in. But at the same time, that Akashic record is part of the, the intention of what you are in this world. Yeah. What a beautiful okay, so, explanation. So now, so now let's continue with your story. Now that the Akashic records have entered, taking a look at your book, what, what, did, they, uh, what did they say? Oh, I totally did not believe that they'd be able to come up with a title because I've tried for so many years. It's like one of the most challenging things. So what came out pretty quickly was the lost or a lost lost soul guide to love oh i like that 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 actually awesome. rings more to what the book's about yeah when i heard that awesome. i said get out of town are you kidding <laughs> wow yeah lost souls guide to love wow because you know, we always talk about these lost souls walking around and exactly they're, they're like in, a, in an altered state because they they just they're just you know a breakup or something that's happened they just haven't come down to earth again you know that's it once your heart's broken and you're 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 going in somebody else's shoes you're walking in somebody yeah. else's shoes you're you're not doing why you came here you're not doing it you're you're kind of a lost soul so it was like <laughs> well i that's i actually great, lived i actually lived that with my husband he got his heart broken by his ex-wife. It took me probably five to 10 years into our marriage before he stopped holding a torch. The first five years was basically, he didn't buy me necklaces or anything pretty because she did not appreciate it. No. You know, and I get that. I mean, the, the reason why we got together is greater than than what I'm speaking of here. Right. So so this is just an element of his hurt heart that I saw as a hurt heart. And I knew that it wasn't my job to fix it, but it was my my job as a woman to hold space for it to heal. That's beautiful, because I'll tell you that another way that to, not to look at it, but Imagine when you're 15, 16, 17 years old and you offer this full pie. I say it's an apple pie. Here's my full pie. I'm offering it all to you. Mm -hmm. No reservations, no baggage. Here, take it. I just want to experience you. But if you get your heart broken, a guy, girl, you're lucky if you offer half of your pie. Yes. Yeah. Or even even less. So if you're offering a half a pie, you're only going to get back a half a relationship. Even if yeah. you try your best and even if you mean well, you're still not giving it all because if you're sensitive, and I guess I'm super sensitive, the pain was just too much. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why a lot of men especially have broken hearts. And they end up having heart attacks as they get older or or blocked arteries or they mm. have a lot of scenarios in the heart chakra because if they're an open hearted person, they close down their heart. I see their hearts closed, their, that chakra closed down and it stifles it so it can't beat at its full at its full abundance. And so then it negotiates in a different way. And and this stems from you know, even being broken from mother, from mothers. And I wouldn't say that, that it's not a broken heart that the women can get broken hearts too, but we manage, like you say, we manage it a little differently because we're able to voice our emotions. It's, it's a given men mm -hmm. aren't allowed or haven't in the past been allowed. You know, listen, to, you have your aunt, your, your grandmother, your mother, your cousins, your friends to talk about this. They love talking about it. And boy, you certainly do get it out. And you're going to get all this advice. Not for men. No, 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 no. You actually are sabotaged 
being able to talk about things. And that's one thing that, you know, I've actually helped my husband over the 32 years of marriage to have a vulnerability. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So, but it takes it, it takes that moment of feeling safe. You know, you have to help someone feel safe by being authentic. Yes. Yeah. And, yep. and the authentic, that's it right there. The authenticity uh, of knowing that if you allow your heart to open back up, that she's not going to smash it. She's not going to yeah. leave. She's not going to, you know, there was, uh, there was like the, the first love. I remember uh, she would, Oh, you can share anything with me. You can talk to me about anything. And then like six months later, if you got into a fight with her, she took what you gave, what you <laughs> gave her and just, yep. just used it like this again. She's like, oh yeah. my God. You know, I gave you my most vulnerable stuff. Okay. All right. So by the way, when I gear up and start doing podcasts, would you dare to come on the show and do live a live reading with me to show people how you work and how it works? I would. I, if you're asking me, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to be a part of that scenario, you know, That's because I, I do walk into past lives. I do walk <laughs> into, I mean, it's like, ooh, what do I not do? <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that as ego, you know, it's no, like, no. Listen, you know, what... it's that, you know, it, it's, it's like with Regan, you know, I had a session with him and, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a dimension that I'm a really, really witch, rich. I'm a witch too, but I'm really rich, you know, and, and I'm very lonely there. And so one time I was doing some work and Regan was like, what does this life have to do with this? So we moved on. But I'm like going, Oh, this is great because I can share a little bit of my um, my camaraderie that I have, the the friendship. Give that to her in that dimension, and can I have some of your rich knowings, you know, and bring him over to here so I can, you know, handle my money different, handle my situation, you wow. know, bring in some, you know, abundance into my reality. And you know, it's taking a little time for that movement and that shift to happen, but yeah, I would love to to support you know just spreading love and, and awareness exactly exactly and, if, I could, yeah. if i could turn the tables on both of you and yeah. interview you two guys that would be a, excellent so i'm glad that you're okay so that. now so now bruce you being a love coach yes let's say you have a, a client that comes in and he's got this broken heart and he's trying the best he can to be vulnerable and and you know if you build a good rapport that's the thing with us therapists here, all three of us, and we we have a, a kind of a different approach, but we want our clients to feel comfortable, of course, you know, and once they do, then they start opening up. Um, what would be, that's maybe all three of us, because we have three different ways we could attack this situation here to help somebody, but what would you normally do to try to help him turn the corner so that he could become more vulnerable? You know, when you're in a panic because you got your heart broken <laughs> and, and you want to be social, the first thing you do is, and people will tell you this, get back on the horse, start right away, start dating, go out to your date. No. Uh, I mean, I've been through it all, really, socially. And the one thing you don't want to do is, you know, you hear people, oh, I got so into my career, I got so into my job, and all of a sudden it's they're 55. No, you have to slow down. You have to take the time to not not be distracted by your work and friends and and sex and gambling and chocolate and whatever it is that you can get you get yourself distracted by. Slow down. And I tell people, go uh, learn how to meditate. You have to rebuild your pie. Yeah, your pie is is half eaten, mm -hmm. if not more, right now. You have to rebuild your pie, but you have to do that slowly. Don't turn to the internet because, you know, you can't find a distraction, a proper distraction, you know, in your own area there at work. Just slow down. Meditate, go to yoga classes, go to the beach, hug trees, and start, you know, that's really what I tell people because yeah. that's, that's got to be the first step. Yeah, Bruce, you're absolutely right. I know when I'm doing my regular therapy practice with people that have 
those issues. Uh, the first thing that I, I warn them on that they know already, but it's good to hear from a therapist is, you know, don't go jumping right into another relationship uh, because people, you see, when, when you have this energetic connection with someone you love and then it breaks, there's, it ends up, you, you feel like you have this giant hole in your, in your, in your energy and you, uh, desperately are trying to reach for something to kind of fill that that hole that you're missing because you just you know you can't function sometimes you know and so um, so many people they just jump into something something that gives them a little bit of attention and for temporarily they feel like oh, okay I can kind of breathe again because someone's loving you know someone's likes me or something like that but most of the time what I've seen in those relationships they just kind of you know it ends up uh, not they don't get anywhere it's just a uh, I guess a false sense that everything's okay. When it's we really used to not. call it a rebound relationship. Right. Yeah. And, and you never hear those working out under any circumstances for a hundred different reasons. The other person says, yeah. Oh, you just picked me as for a rebound. And it, it just gets complicated. It really, it, it doesn't work. So yeah, it, only, it only works for basketball players. That do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they know how to do it. They know how to handle a rebound. I okay. love that Regan. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> the second book, which was a total yeah. challenge. This book is for teenagers. Huh. I don't ask me how it happened, but I sat at different computers, mostly when nobody was around me. And uh, I just heard whatever I heard, I typed and hoped it came out. So 272 pages later, this book about uh, a a young 13-year-old teen who goes and feeds, loves to go to the park and watch the birds. And there's a guy sitting next to her on this park bench who's feeding the birds. Nothing crazy, nothing stupid. But over weeks and months period of time, they become friends. And one day she she asks him a question and he answers it. And she's walking home and she's saying, I haven't had that kind of information about anything in my life ever. And this man in 10 minutes gave me more insight into my problem. And here's a 13, 14 year old talking about it. Anyway, the book is about a magical character this man that she meets at a park feeding birds, who becomes her relationship coach all throughout her teen years, answers every question that she has in five years. Imagine if someone could answer every one of your questions that you had. Wow. When you were 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I mean, who, especially these days with broken families and, and, parents not there and these kids on their own where do they get their information from gangs from girls who know less or who know too much about Mm -hmm. not the right things so here's this very naive 13 14 and and so i named this book her teen love coach i I really couldn't think of anything else it's okay but it's a little bit Something's missing from it, and I knew it, and that's why I was open. So when I heard the readers say, they said, you have to um, make it more personalized. So the character in the book, her name is Jensi, J-E-N-S-I. And actually, a Jensi could be taken either way. It could be a boy. It could be Yeah, a that's boy. what I was saying. You need to make it tra- uh, gender tra- neutral. 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 So they said, name it Jensi, and it's Jensi's initiation into teen love. Good love, good good title too. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's yeah. what it is. Yep. And that's what, if somebody comes across that title, Jensi's initiation into teen love, they're going to know what that book's about. Mm-hmm. And I said, I mean, I'm just blown away. I'm a new fan. <laughs> yeah. So on your on your books, um, are you going to uh, leave them the same, or are you going to go through and kind of upgrade the uh, the the other part of your books? I went through one of them already, and miraculously, it was an easy gig for me. I, I love uh-huh. the editing. 
I already went through one. The other one I gave to a reader because someone suggested that it wasn't technically perfect and it was a little bit too obvious to anyone who could be a grammar teacher. I'm not a technical writer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that. So there's going to be some things that are obvious. If you're a grammar teacher, you're going to go, what's with this? So I gave it to a young lady and she's going to go through it. And miraculously, there's so little I have to change. If you think mm -hmm. about it, the titles just sort of stands independently on its own. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I had to do some changes with the body traders and stop saying everything was body trading, body trading, body trading. And I just did a, a literally did a word search, a, a, a replace. And wherever there was body trader, I put in lost soul. Boom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was a great experience. And uh, I'm feeling a lot more confident now that this book is uh, now that I know technically the books are going to be in good shape and they have the right titles. Nothing's going to hold these babies back. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, Nat Natasha, could you see him? I could see him doing uh, school assemblies at middle school or uh, that. And, you know, with the schools, because a lot of the problems that kids have in the schools with their grades and everything is because they get into relationship issues, you know. That's and there's the, the so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm in the elementary school, and so I see it in sixth graders. You know, there's it starts back in, like, elementary school, you know, second, third grade of just demeaning each other. You know, that there's no there's no safety in relationships anymore. Now, even in kindergarten relationships, wow. it, it, it's they're they're mean sometimes in how they communicate to each other. Girlfriends, why are you wearing that dress today? You know, this is a kindergartner, you wow. know, and so there, there, but then there's other people that are like, oh, you look so pretty today. You know, it's like, you know, it, whatever you have, you have one side, one side. I mean, it, it's, you have darkness, you have light, you know, so there's mm -hmm. the opposites, but at the same time though, there's, there's so much brokenness in our societal family networking. And I'm not talking about blood, you know, mom, pop stuff. I'm talking about just family. You know, I consider my friends family. So that friend family is such a broken place right now that it would be nice to have that going back to, you know, like um, Steve Harvey has a book out, you know, how do you do the basics? And I love the way he talks about it because it's about mm -hmm. people show you who they are. And we have to get back to that. People will show you who you are. So then that makes people accountable for how they show themselves. So I'm going to share something with you that really uh, pushed me to write this team book. I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm a substitute teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm a both. And so I'll go anywhere from fourth grade and elementary up to 12th grade senior. I've seen it all. And but I really focus on the middle school because they can't get teachers to teach middle school. The kids yeah. are too tough. They're too yeah. tough. Well, you have to be you have to be a little off to teach the off kids. <laughs> you have to be a little off. <laughs> and I mean that as a positive. Yes, thank you. I took it as a positive. Thank yeah, you. thank yeah. you. Because you have to be a little off. Yeah. So I, I know that they, they can't get very many people to fill that role. And once I started it, uh it's gained so much momentum. The kids love me. And I think they realize that I care about them. And yeah. I, if, they, if I don't get 50 hello, Mr. Stars in a, in a day, it's, I don't get one. It, it's really amazing. And that's what I, I could be doing other things. But boy, when I see that I have the ability to be a positive, masculine, male role model for them during these uh, really difficult times, that's what brings me back every day. So I want to share with you, there was a couple of girls, not at the same time, but over the years, who maybe they were in sixth grade, which means they're 12, 
Maybe they mm-hmm. were, I think the sixth grade, seventh grade when I first saw them. And they were very developed. And that always scares me because kids who are like that, uh, if they're lucky, they're smart enough to wear um, sweatshirts. You can't see anything. But yeah. some of them, some of them wanted the attention. Yes. And so when you're 12, and you're that a woman 21 would give anything to have what they have at 12. That scares me because if they're flaunting it, that can't, that's not going to end well. No, they're going to attract an 18 year old, a 17 year old, a 19 year old, a 20 year old, and they're going to tell them that they're 17 or 18 because they look at. They don't have the mentality, of course. And so when I saw that, it, it literally made me sick because, you know, the way you can psychically tell where someone's going to go. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> can psychically tell what's going to happen with these girls. And yeah. that's why that's why I wrote this, the, this book. Well, it's funny because I have the, uh, the client, one that I just, I, she's just a dear but when she had that issue about being developed that way, and she was kidnapped when she was 12, you know, there you go. and then, and then, uh, you know, came home, they, she finally, uh, she befriended the kid, they kidnapped her after several weeks in the desert. And, uh, and when they're driving to town, she jumped out in traffic and got away. But uh, her, her parents uh, didn't want to put her through stuff or whatever. They never, they never found them or pressed charges or, anything like that. So then she's not doing good at home and she runs away and there's a guy in a bar that, you know, kept her in a trailer behind his thing when she was under anything can happen. Oh, it's just, and it goes, I mean, I, it's just goes, Natasha knows a little bit about her and she, Mm -hmm. it goes on and on and on and on. Talk about a broken soul. When you need the attention because you're not getting, your dad's not there. Dad's not loving on you. He's either not, not there at all, divorced, or he's working too many hours. People don't realize when that parent is working too many hours and they don't get a chance to love on yep. their kids, it's it's de- it could be very devastating. And it's and- it's difficult for the parents, too, because the children, you know, at that age, they become a little defiant and the girl wants attention. So, you know, she's going to put that sweatshirt on at home and then uh, change into something else when she gets to school, you know. So it's like, I don't know what you do, you know, except just to try to educate her and hope that she she becomes um, I think even if with with even with young girls that age, because I had four daughters uh, and when they get to be teenagers that way, if you like with me, uh, I had gone through uh, two years of uh, anger, three years of anger management that I went through just to learn how to deal with issues I had with anger. And uh, so I was, I was so easy to identify all of the things in these young teenage boys, you know. So I, I would tell my, my daughters, you know, look, you know, the first sign of this, you know, giving them the signs. And, and I'd tell her this is going to happen and then it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And uh, luckily, one of my beautiful daughters, uh, uh, she nipped it in the bud, thank God, divorced the guy, you know, when she's just a you know, teenager still. And, uh, you know. Uh, got out of what would have been a really horrible abusive situation, you know. So is that what you, I mean, you as a, as, with the kids and everything, how do you approach even that? How do, how do we approach these young girls? Natasha, you know, being a, 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 the lady in that way, you know, maybe have some ideas here. What do you do? Nothing. You know, it, it, it's one of those things that when you see someone that has an empty love bucket i'm going to call it you know Mm -hmm. and it starts at a very it starts at infancy it starts in the womb you know and and if you i just i i I, i'm very imagery person so i kind of picture like a a bucket that we have and and if that pie like the pie pie whatever if you're not Mm -hmm. filling up that pie as it goes they're going to reach for somewhere else to fill it in and and i can see very much those stories playing out and there's nothing that someone can do until that person stops at some time in their life and looks in the mirror and says, I can't look for love outside of me. I have to look at love 
inside of me. And I can even say my dad and I walked, you know, we finished each other's sentences. We, we, we were two pieces of a, of, of a pot. You know, it's like he was one half, I was the other. Our souls were so close. Even it, with him loving me as much as he did, completely for who I was, I still had to find love for myself. You know, yeah. he couldn't fill up that bucket that I needed to fill up. And I can say that about, you know, like my husband. He was looking love outside of himself, too. He had to find that love in his own bucket to figure out that own pie. You know, we have to fill up our own pie. And if we don't have someone to help us to do that or or trigger that to happen, life helps, tries to trigger us that to happen, you know, breaks our heart. Wait a minute. And that's why I think we go through our first broken heart, because we have to flip it back on us and say, wait a minute. My love is broken. Okay, so I need to look at myself a little bit. But we don't go there. Yeah. So you had it's such a beautiful scary. question. It's scary to go here. It's scary to go in here. It's, it's 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 absolutely scary, and most people can't or won't do it. And when you said, Rain, you know what what can I do? It's it's it would be hard enough for a female teacher to approach a young girl. Yeah. The system. Not a male is, teacher. The system is built way against me and my ability yeah. to say even a single word and that's why i wrote the book yeah yeah because i know for me idea. we have i have a student you know that i i've had in the past and you know came to school and you know first off belly button showing and then pretty soon it's starting to work its way up you know and this happened a couple years ago but you know how do you say girl this isn't good, <laughs> you know, because I know better, you know, in that age, I know better. You don't have to tell me anything. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to hear you. I don't want to hear you. You're not telling me the truth until one day she's walking down the street and somebody comes up and grabs her from behind. And then she goes, holy crap. Yeah. And when you well, said you it starts in first grade and second grade, it does. The education the love, the coaching, the being there has to start, you know, it, it, listen, the love has to be there when you're born first, one, two, three, four, five. But in this relationship stuff, it starts right at kindergarten, first grade. You can't wait a second longer. You just have to hope and pray that a child has a mom and a dad, both, or a, a grandmother there for them to help them because, and in this day and age, it's even more and more difficult. And that's why I wrote this book because I can't be there, but this book can be there. I don't know how this book is going to enter into the picture, but it's interesting that you said, you know, middle school, because that's where I teach a lot. And wow. I hope to be able to speak at schools, but they're going to have to come find me yeah. to speak there. You know, I'm going to... Well, yeah, okay, can I, can I shift up something about the title a little bit with that book? Yeah, sure. I'm getting that that you, um, make it more like um, you know how uh, there's the stories about the the um, the the prince trying to fight the dragon. If you put it more in that esoterical, hey, I said a big word, esoterical. <laughs> you know that 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 you know it's like. It's not necessarily because it, it is imaginary thing, right? Of this person doing. I mean, it's after a real person, but going through that that just adding a little bit of like the title is is one hundred percent there. There's just that little bit of shifting, just those few small words and saying, you know, um, uh, somebody's friend. You know, so you know, what was the name of the character again? Jency. Jensie's friend and Jensie's friend of, 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 you know, learning about love, you know, or, you know, there's something, and I'm not even saying it right. It'll, it'll come, it'll come. Um, but it, it, it's one of those things. It's just changing that a little bit instead of being like a school book, getting it just a little bit lighter. I'm, I'm open to it. If you contact me after, if it, okay. something comes here, because they want to, Gen C in there, they wanted initiation. Yes. So, yeah. 
Okay. Well, you know, too, um, maybe your book will cover it too, but there, it's it's like, I think us, us men who have a hard time dealing with emotional subjects, it's a little hard for a lot of men to talk to their sons about uh, how they should behave in the world of women, you know, because it's almost, we just let that slide in a way. My dad women, didn't. Yeah, he was was he good or he no. didn't? Yeah, my, my it's not that he was mean or bad. He just wasn't. It made it up. wasn't communicated. It wasn't made up to be that way for me. He just didn't have it. So. Yeah, I mean, like uh, uh, boys should at least know um, what's right and what's wrong. You know, it's a, as they're coming into puberty, and to know that if they do step out of lines, for them to know that they're stepping out of line. I had two older you know? sisters. They did that. Yeah. Yeah, because I could only teach my my daughters and um, uh, young women that I see in therapy and everything is that, um, you know, to just to look for the signs of a of a of a of a male who's, you know, trying to take advantage of them and just to watch for all the signs and to just, you know, they like um, I've had a couple of uh, college kids and what I I'm mean, going to get ready to go to college and I say, look, there's the big party scene in most of these colleges, and you have to decide now before you go if you're with your friends at a party and everybody's kind of drunk and someone says, hey, let's get in the car and go somewhere. You have to have already made up your mind what you're going to say, because if you don't, you're just going to, uh, okay, I'll just go around, go with the rest of the kids. They have to kind of know, you know, if a boy wants to have sex with you, you have to know, you know, that way already have, you know what your answer is because when you're wishy-washy you're going to get in a lot of trouble i love that you know, uh, that's beautiful yeah i can't you know, tell you in it. my neighborhood it within a 30 mile radius i can't tell you how many uh you know when you see someone when there's a car crash on the side of the road and mm -hmm. you see flowers yeah. i've heard more stories about five or six kids in a car you know, uh, a 17-year-old thinking these knows how to drive, uh, yeah. takes the wrong turn, and every single kid is dead in that car. And it, it happens way too often. So I think yeah. that's beautiful. I never heard that before, to, you know, have answers in your head so that yeah. you are so sure of yourself when the situation comes up. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah, you know, like the guys, uh, you know, uh, you're at a party and maybe you uh, drank a little of what you said you weren't going to do, but you did. And, and uh, he's going to say, Hey, uh, let me go. Let's go back to my house. You know, I mean, you got to know what's coming already. So you know what you're going to do. You know, I just think it kind of helps a, a little bit that way. But I, I know of a young man that when he was a teenager driving too fast and he had three people in the car and um, uh, he came out on a big wreck. He came out. Okay. The other person, but, one of the girls in there has been paralyzed ever since. And so he's uh, almost 48 now and he's still grieving about oh, that when mm -hmm. he was 17. The shame of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything. I mean, it's a lot to deal with, you know, uh, that way. So, you know, well, I guess we, yeah. we go, we go through what we're going to go through, but I wanted to kind of give an insight to doing this that for yeah. me, dad taught me from a very young, you know, it was a conversation we started having as just an everyday conversation. You know, follow your gut. You know, you know when things are feeling right. You know, when you go into the bathroom, you know, make sure you feel good about who's around you. Make sure you got your ESP on. I did the same thing to my kids. We're driving down the road. They're five years old. Oh, it's foggy. What do we do? You know, do we drive faster? Or do we drive slower? Drive slower, mom. Drive slower. You know, it's Beautiful. like I you start young in doing this so that when they get to be teenagers, it comes a second nature, you know, you know it's called street smarts. That's, right. way, that's the way you teach street smarts. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, and it's, that, like it's, the, uh, it's that the parent thing, a lot of parents don't know better to do better. You know what I thought of is the Godfather now where um, I forget which, which Godfather it was, but, one of the characters or someone comes to um, uh, Michael, I guess Michael's the son who was uh, the main character and says, okay, when, when the other mafia guys come to you and say, we're going to have a meeting at so-and-so they're coming, you know, know that th that's where they're going to try to kill you, you know? And so when that happens in the movie, you know, he's, you know, he asks out smart him, 
because he knows that it's a setup. So it's just like teaching him street smarts, you know. You know, when a guy says this, this is what generally it means, you know. Mm-hmm. When you and it, and if the parents aren't there to do what you guys have just explained so beautifully to do, yeah. they're, they're on their own. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a perfect example. And it goes so much deeper than that. But yeah. if they're not taught the basic common sense, you could see at school the ones that aren't taught that. Right. They're on their yeah. own. And they could be the, the, the smartest kid in school. But yeah. there's something missing there that they're not uh, running with. Mm-hmm. The cause yeah. and effect. Yeah. <laughs> the simple cause well, and effect. You know, from a, from a, as we're getting close to the end of the hour, I can't believe it. But, you know, from a spiritual perspective, too, we know, you know, well, like, like me, when I became, had some really good skills as a therapist, I would see friends or somebody that I, I knew I could help, you know, but you can't, you can't get somebody into therapy if they're not ready for it or don't want to you know or it's it's not right to go up to them and say hey i mm-hmm. see you're all screwed up and i can help you with that come on you can't do that you know so sometimes we just have to realize people are going to go through stuff and me and we're here to help them pick up the pieces sometimes but uh you know i don't know Is it the same way you guys do one-on-one you know therapies with your work i also do that all the time. I can offer myself to one-on-one relationship coaching with adults, with, you know, the body trader years or with teenagers. If, uh, you know, if a parent can speak to a kid and and that kid says, you know, I would like to have some coaching, you know, I'm available for that. The open heart movement, they can contact me. My email is, is love coach. I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not an L-O-V-E. I'm a L-U-V coach, lovecoach1 at gmail.com. And uh, okay. I just I just want to be here to help anyone that wants help. And I'm glad to, you know, if somebody mentions your show and they want a 15-minute free introductory just to learn about me and what, how I can help them, I'd, yeah. be glad, I, I would, I'd be glad to offer that to your viewers. That's great, Bruce. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, so, um, gosh. <laughs> you know, I would tell people. We've got to have you back on again, Bruce. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love you guys. This is great. There's, I was so thrilled. So much. I was so thrilled that we were on together again. So I would normally tell people, go to Amazon. That's where the books are. But with this okay. change. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be a little bit confusing. And, of course, we're in Mercury Retrograde. So right. go to well, Amazon. And look for Bruce Starr if you watch this okay. a month or a year from now, and you'll be able to find the books. Yeah, there's two R's. Two R's. Very good. Yeah, Thank Bruce Starr, two R's, right. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to do Man, a show that's... together. I'm going to turn yeah. the tables on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have you guys as my guests. Yeah. Well, we, you know, um, Bruce, what's, what's really good that we've learned in the two years we've been doing this podcast, just talking with, with so many people and doing like we're doing. It's, it's going to help you to prepare for your podcast, too, because you're going to be just a lot more at ease. When I, when I had to give a talk uh, on this Life Between Lives process last week at the New Living Expo, um, I was surprised how how flu, how it just flowed. because And I knew it's because of the podcast that we've been doing, too, because you get used to talking about the subject and everything. You have all the information right around you because you're talking about it all the time, you know? Yeah. So well, you, it's, you were on the radio, weren't you, Bruce? Yeah. I mean, this is old hat for me. I've been oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the radio oh, yeah. since 93 television. Uh, it it yeah. doesn't ever get boring, especially doing a great show like this. I hope a million people get to put their eyes on this show and hear what we talked about today. Uh, this is yeah. fantastic. From, from, from your wishes to, to the viewers that, that can have this opportunity. So thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you for having yeah. me on. Uh, I'm blessed. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, we're connected now. We're family. We're a new family. now. <laughs> yeah. Now this, the open heart movement that you have down there, openheartmovement.com. Now that's just the general thing, how people can find you. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so are... much information there that I've gathered okay. over the decades, literally. Uh, you know, I, I saw a, 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 a podcast saying, Going against the odds, uh, going ahead and doing it anyway. That's me. 
I must yeah. have put in a hundred thousand <laughs> hours into this relationship coaching thing. And don't oh, yeah. ask me how much I make per hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like people I used to, I used to uh, gold dredge where I would go down in these creeks for and spend an hour or two at a time underwater. And I'd be vacuum vacuuming, uh, you know, the overburden to get all the way down to where the gold was. And people say, Oh man, you must wait a fortune. And I said, well, it was about, you know, about half of what you, what the minimum wage is, you know, <laughs> but it was fun. You know, I'd feel a little gold over here. And then, uh, as I told the story before, I had a couple ounces of gold and <clears throat> I was afraid someone would break in my house and steal it. So I hid it in my house somewhere so they could, no one could find it. And then I couldn't even find it. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I left the house someday, whoever owns that house in the future is going to probably or when they tear the house down, they go, oh, there's some gold right here. Phenomenal. <laughs> you know, so we do this from love, from purity yeah. of our heart. And that's, yeah. the, that's the other that's thing good, that brings right? us all together. Right. That's what I do and Natasha does. So we're making mm -hmm. a good threesome there doing that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Bruce, yeah. Go, thank you very go much ahead, for coming on. I, yeah. I am so grateful that you have. And hopefully we can have you back on in another month or two. Anytime. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a blessing. So people can reach you at, at your website there, the Open Heart Movement. There's a lot of information in the podcast or on the information of this. Um, of this, um, All my work is there. Everything yeah, is there. Exactly. Where I, I copied and pasted what you gave me. So it's all there in the in the in the comments. And um, thank you again for being here. So Regan, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, visit theafterlife.com. And um, what I love doing is in this process <laughs> is helping people get in this deep state of relaxation and they actually go to heaven and back for a cup. It's like having a near death experience without the death part. You know, that's the, that's the part. So we found a way to activate that process that happens in a near death experience. So um, we've had 70,000 people do it so far. And it's life-changing there's just it, my website has all the information you can see a video of a young lady going through the process there and um and that so and i also have a regular therapy practice which i do a lot on zoom for people uh using energy psychology teaching them some things that will reduce their stress immediately uh help them uh, i specialize post-traumatic stress uh in any form that it comes um and fears phobias uh, you know that sort of thing and natasha is, is a life coach too I mean, I know you're a feng shui expert because mm -hmm. I'm living proof of that beautiful. in my office here. How when you came, it's been beautiful ever since. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, Bruce, you ought to have her do a virtual thing. And she'll, I'd swear, I never knew I could arrange my stuff in this little tiny office I have here in such a way that's so comfortable. and gives, It feels like I have twice the space I had before. Are you making fun of my background through. behind me? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, no, I just know. I just know you're a guy like me and we just throw everything together. You well, know. the wife would kill me if she knew that this was there. Because when you do Zoom meetings, everything is a blur. She would, yeah. you know, she's not, she wouldn't be happy if she knew this. You could see every detail back there. And, and actually, you don't see every detail because with th three of us on the screen, the, yeah. right. our pictures are smaller. Right. But I do, I love to do feng shui because it is about the energy of the home. And yeah. that's my whole wish is to help the energy of a home to feel more home me. Than, than feeling cut up and, and sabotaging and, and that kind of thing. So I do love to do feng shui. I can do it virtually. I can do it um, in person if, if I'm local or if I travel to that area, I can, I can actually do it too. I do a lot of different work. I've, I'm starting to do this new um, scenario where I go back into people's DNA and do healing work in their DNA. Wow. And then I do, and then as they're going back, we're going back in their DNA, I scan their past lives to see where there's blocks and triggers wow. and stuff like that. And I go back in and heal them at the same time. And it, 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 it I've had tremendous, I've done it with myself. <laughs> I've had, it's been a tremendous healing process that has just been amazing. I'm having breakthroughs of a lot of different work that there's so many of us that carry our DNA traumas from back. Like there sometimes I'm going back to generation seven, eight, where somebody was in a famine and, and uh, they were a, a child of molestation and they knew it, you know, because there was so much shame in that generation for being somebody who was even deformed, you know, 
And so then How they valuable is this? Wow. Yeah, and they 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 get, and so we bring we make them stand up, help them feel appreciated, and then we carry that energy back through mother, father, father, mother, mother, father, father, mother, you know, and back, and then we bring it forward whoever needs to come forward, and then we bring that back into the womb of of the mother. Yeah, we're both Natasha and I are finding out that when people are in a in a deep trance and they in this altered state. Um, this is a very good way to um, to get perspective on why you have your illnesses and what you need to do to either have them go away on their own or to be uh, healed. Mm -hmm. uh, a case of a fellow worker, because I also do this quantum healing hypnosis technique, which I incorporate in, in most of my sessions. Uh, and this other therapist had a, a woman that came to him. He went to she went to a past life. Well, she had a she had a scar on her neck here, you know. Like, mm. like a, a burn uh, on there, but in a past life, she she experienced she was where she was hung, and that's how she died. Well, uh, six months later, she sends a photo to the other therapist and showed that her birthmark had completely gone, you know. Mm -hmm. And now that's just how how amazing and crazy all this new type of healing and everything is. Now we're entering a whole new a whole new way of understanding uh, healing. This world so, is going to yeah. go through dramatic changes in the next year or so. Oh, yeah, well, we don't even know the half of that statement. I mean, yeah. it's holy we're getting, that, we're getting that from so many channels right now that we're in and for a What we know is going to be here. so much more valuable than just being, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there. We're going to be mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right get ready yep yeah. get ready well thank you bruce for being here if you can yeah, stay thanks, bruce. Two minutes. thank you everyone for watching if you have had if you hear of anybody who can use this show please share it please subscribe please like because we are here every monday at four o'clock pacific time i'm on wednesday with life clarifications with natasha at the same time, same stations, four o'clock Pacific time. On Wednesday, I'm going to have Mark Anthony. He's a well-known psychic warrior on my show on Wednesday, and it's no, going to be, be nice. an interesting conversation. I'm I'm excited to listen because there's sometimes where he um, he helps the cops, and and I know I get hits a lot of times where you know if somebody is on the news or there's somebody I I get the hit on what happened to them, and so yeah. it, it's. It's a it's a very interesting process of of that kind of thing. So uh, it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, yeah. but please watch. And if you anybody knows that you want to listen to a podcast, this show is going to be on podcast on most platforms. So wow. please look for Life Clarifications with Natasha. Wonderful. So blessings, everyone. We will see you on Wednesday and next Monday. Bye now. Bye bye. bye, -bye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.